You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Ideally, got discipline at home so you won't get embarrassed outside. So, y'all, the role of fathers is multifaceted. And again, let, let me remind you, I know that many of us, especially African-American women, we even boast about being strong women, strong black women. And, and men, we, we highly esteem and we, we commend women for being strong and all that. Can I tell you, some of, those, some of that strength that women have and our women have is because they would use a muscle they should never have to use. Now, a woman can bench Prince three, 300 pounds, but I don't believe she's supposed to. Yeah, there's women who can do all kinds of things, but that doesn't mean that they're supposed to. And so sometimes you have developed strength because you had to. Do, and men, those of us in particular who came up in homes where father wasn't there or wasn't, pre- or wasn't present, that model, that's, you have a skewed view of what a woman's supposed, woman supposed to do and be. So you'll say things like, well, you know, my mother just handled this by herself. My mother never asked anybody for anything. Well, that's because she had nobody to ask. And so just because she did it doesn't mean she was supposed to do it. So, brothers, we, once we get a hold of the word, then we have to now start modeling ourselves and shaping our families based upon the word. And the Bible says we ought to honor women as the weaker vessel. Let me add this. I said this years ago, and I said it to, to a couple this week. Sisters, act like you're not here right now. Brothers, if you can't buy a bag, if you can't buy your wife a luxury car, if you can't take her on a trip to the Bahamas and get no Bahama, okay? Listen, take care of the house. Keep a roof over the head. Take care of the bare necessities. You will always feel good about yourself. And your woman will feel good about you. I'm telling you. Can't buy a bag. Can't do this. Can't buy a luxury car. If you take care of the house and take care of the bad necessities, then she feels like I'm being kept alive. The things that are most important to me, my husband got that. But she got to take care of everything. And the bottom going to fall out. If she don't do it, we're going to lose our house, going to lose this and that. Brother, you're in a bad, you're not going to feel good about yourself. And she ain't going to feel good about you. And the wiser ones won't say it. But I will never, ever forget. And I never, ever want a man to be in this situation where a couple sat in my office. And he wasn't, couldn't take care of the bad necessities for them. And she looked at him and she said, well, she didn't want to almost she looked at him, but she looked at me. He was sitting right there. She said, I have three children. She said, I feel like he's my fourth child. Got to take care of these three kids and take care of him. Brothers, that ain't what you want to be said about you. Are y'all hearing me, brothers? You'll always be able to keep your head held high. If you are um, at a minimum taking care of the house. And we're able to keep a roof over our head. And we got the bare necessity because of what you provide. This is what I say. And I encourage young couples to do this. Live off your income. Live better with her income. 
If she got a whole bunch of income, but you still live off your income, you can live, and then she can help you live, 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 live. But we need to be able to live based upon you. Then we can take care of the extras. In other words, now, I'm going to make sure we eat. Now, you can make sure we eat out, but I'm going to make sure we eat. May not eat out, but we're going to eat, and I'm going to make sure we eat. Now, you can, we can eat out on you, but we're going to eat. Are y'all with me? That's good counsel, brother. You may not like it, but I'm trying to help you maintain some dignity. Perhaps more than anything, as I wrap this up, God intended for men and fathers to be teachers. My time is up. He says, Deuteronomy 6, teach your children, teach them diligently. When you talk, when you sit in the house, when you walk, when you lie down, when you rise up. In other words, he's saying, use every opportunity to teach your children the principles of the word. And parents, y'all have a harder job today. Because just about everything that you see and watch, whether it's a commercial, whether it's a TV show, including kids' TV shows, they're always inserting something that goes against biblical values. So you have to be teaching all the time. You have to be instructing all. You cannot afford to just let your kids stay in the room and watch TV. You cannot afford to just let your children just be somewhere because they're quiet, streaming, going, going through social media. You need to be vigilant like never before. That verse in Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 8, it says, get them inside of you and get them inside of your children. Father, get it inside of you. Get inside. Talk about them wherever you go. Sit in your home, walk in the street, talking about them from time to time. You get up to when you fall in bed at night. So whether intentionally or unintentionally, consciously or unconsciously, fathers are teachers. Which means, brothers, if we're going to teach, we need to get wisdom. You can't teach what you don't know. Uh, amen. You can't. There were, there were certain, y'all, there were certain things. When I got married, the only thing I knew about marriage came out of traditional Pentecostal church with a church of God and Christ's mother who taught the women. And all she taught the women was, wives, submit to your husbands. Wives, submit to your husband. The only thing I knew about marriage is that a wife is supposed to submit to her husband. Brothers, if all you know when you get married is that a wife is supposed to submit to her husband, you in for a roller coaster of a life. Because you need to know more than wives submit to their husbands. Because you need to know if you're worth submitting to. Submission means you got a mission. Following means you're leading. Are y'all hearing me? And so I had to learn. I went to one session of Azusa. Not the one in 1906. One in 1992 with Carlton Pierce, a day session. And the author of... Um, Maximize Manhood. What's his name? Ed Cole. Ed Cole. It was a day session. Ed Cole was a white gentleman. Wasn't real sensational preaching the way we're going to have at night. It was an early, like 10 o'clock in the morning session. Wasn't that, I mean, the place seats like 8,000 people. It may be 500 of us there. And he started teaching about the responsibility of a man. And what fathers were. I had never heard this. Because all I heard, why submit your, and nobody was teaching the men. Nobody was teaching the men how to be worth following. Nobody was teaching the men how to lead. Nobody was teaching the men that if I'm going to lead my wife, then the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me. And if my wife is going to lead me, 
that, I mean, if, if, my, if, if I'm going to lead my wife and she's going to follow me, then she needs to have assurance that I'm going to lead her beside still waters. Y'all don't like me now. She needs to have assurance that I'm going to cause her to lie down in green pastures. If my wife get assurance that I'm going to lead her beside still waters, cause her to lie down in green, she have no problem following me. But I'm just supposed to lead because my anatomy is different. Isn't that nice how I said that? Just because you got different anatomy don't qualify you to lead. What qualifies you to lead is that you got wisdom. That you got direction. That you're honorable. That you're honest. And that they know you have their best interests at heart. That qualifies you to lead. And it makes it easier to be followed. So Father, you got to teach. So wrap this up. So you teach by word, you teach by discipline, you teach by modeling. And your greatest reward, your reward, fathers, of being a good dad, the rewards of being a good husband, is that your children will make you glad. Proverbs 10 and 1 says, a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is grief to his mother. Proverbs 19, 13 says, a foolish son is the ruin of his father. A foolish son is the ruin of his father. So a father's reward is that you raise up children who make you godly proud and know that you had an impact in that. One of the reasons I grew up resenting my father, I mentioned this last week. By the way, y'all, I guess I shared too much last week. I overshared last week. I got so many people feeling sorry for me this week. Lord, I got emails and prayers and and therapy want to know if I'm healed. I'm good. <laughs> so somebody sent me a long text and said, I know you're a man, but it's the boy in you healed. I said, I'm good. I was just, if y'all remember the point I was making, the point I was making is that parents got to be present for your children. That's the point. That, that, that's the point that I was making. Uh, but I grew up resenting my father because as I got older, I'm in college. Now, you need to understand, in my city, just a black boy graduated from high school. You already, I can be proud of myself. Parents can be proud of you because you graduated from high school. High, they didn't say go to college. Now I'm going to college. And I would come home. And I'll be going down the street carrying my bags because every, every weekend I came home with my clothes for the, with my church clothes for the weekend, going to choir rehearsal, going to the hospital, visit the sick and pray for them. Uh, and then my services on Sunday, then I get a ride back. And so I'm, I'm coming home. And I remember coming down the street. My father standing outside a bar. And he said, y'all, y'all see, that's my son over there. That's my son. He go to college. And I would. I resented that so much. And I know why I resented it? Because I felt I was doing well, but Nebrew, you had nothing to do with it. Y'all know Nebrew is, right? Okay. <laughs> That's a black Hebrew. <laughs> Nebrew. And I resented him. I resented him boasting about me. I resented him telling me how proud he was of me because I felt like everything that I had become you had nothing to do with it. You didn't impart into me. You didn't do, and, and my mother overshared too much. One time she took, me, she took me to court for child support and came all the way down to $10 and he said he couldn't do it. He kept negotiating. And she told me, I'm sitting outside 
I'm sitting outside the courtroom. Y'all feeling sorry for me again? I'm sitting outside and she came out mad. He said, went down from $100 down to $10 a week. And he ain't even going to do that. He didn't even do that. And so, but brothers, you can stick your chest out and feel good knowing that you did what you can do to help them become productive. Now, watch this. And if they, and, and if they decide to depart from it, and if they decide to live a life other than what you modeled them, you can know that had nothing to do with me. Amen. Because you did what you should do as a model, as a, as a, uh, as a teacher, as an instructor, as a disciplinarian. And now when, they, when people get grown, they're going to make their own choices. But your reward is have children that don't embarrass you. Proverbs 28, 7 said, whoever keeps the law is a discerning son, but a companion of gluttons. New, New Living Translation says, wild friends shames his father. That verse from New Living Translation says, young people who obey the law are wise. Those with wild friends bring shame to their parents. You know, I'm, I'm often, let me stop here. I'm, I'm often amazed by, and I, and, and I guess it's the money. I guess it's the money. But, you know, I ain't going to mention, you know, these, these comedians, these people who, the stuff that they do. And they tell me, my mother's sitting right there. The jokes that they tell, you all know, you know what I'm talking about? Tell me, I'm like, how do you, how do you? How do you tell that joke with your mother sitting right there? I, that, always, that always amazes me. And then, then, then I thought, well, then bought him a house. Then bought him. I'm like, you tell it, it's all right. But I, I, I often think about I, that I wouldn't want to bring shame to the people who imparted into my life. I live my life that way. I live my life that way now. I live my life that, I, you know, I know the blood of Jesus works, but I don't want to shame the Father. That's how I live my life. I know, I know there's nothing I can do to make him stop loving me. I know his grace is sufficient. But I live my life because I want to please my father. I, I live my life in a way that I don't want my children to be ashamed of me. I, live my, I try to live my life in a way that you don't have to apologize that I'm your pastor. And we all know people who do that. The comedian who was with us for... Rod Allison, he said he was telling about this particular church that invited him. And he kept saying, who's the pastor? They kept saying, well, you know, we're a large church. He said, well, who's the pastor? They tried to dance all around telling him who the pastor was because the pastor's name wasn't good. And we finally found out who the pastor is. No, I can't come there. I live my life in a way I don't want you to say, well, you know, I don't care what people say about my pastor. I love him. All the other stuff, you know, I don't believe it. I found out, I made my, my, and I'm not saying it with any type of boasting, because every time I say this, I know it reinforces what I all the more got to be diligent to do. But I, I made my mind years ago, I'm not going to have a scandal. Because you know what, I, know what I found out? You don't have to have a scandal. You're not doing anything scandalous. Duh. If you don't do anything scandalous, you don't have to have scandal. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. 
connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash RDCITV. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.